Pirate Talk Radio is funded by you, the listener. If you would like to support our broadcast, please go to patreon.com slash TV. First up is Slimline Island Reveal Banner. So this is a less intrusive design and it shows your ammo and your health at all times. And there's even the option for some people who don't like seeing these to disable them completely. Next up is some additions we've made to our accessibility options. Uh, we recently released a single stick mode, but we've made some changes to that to allow you to toggle between movement and camera on that single stick. So allowing some more freedom of movement there. A quick reminder that the Summer of Sea of Thieves event is running now until the end of September, so head on over to the events hub on seaofthieves.com for all the details there. And to celebrate the recent release of the new Battletoads game, we're giving away a free Fighting Frog ship livery within Sea of Thieves to anyone who completes Act 1 of Battletoads. And finally, the most important day in the pirate calendar is coming up on September 19th, Talk Like a Pirate Day, and we're doing a ton to celebrate, so please keep that booked out in your calendar. And that's it from me, so as Mr. Neat would say, I'll see you on the seas. G'day Pirates, my name is Aaron and I'm one of the designers here at Sea of Thieves, and I'm excited to talk to you today about the next update coming to the game. So after all of the events of the Shores of Gold, the Gold Hoarders really needed a place to put all of their riches, so they decided to use the ancient vault scattered across the Sea of Thieves. The company worries though that these vaults may be at risk, so they've requested that you, the player, go out and recover the keys to unlock these treasure vaults. Although the company has requested you return the key, you don't necessarily have to, you could go and use it yourself. Uh, we are pirates after all. And by doing so, you find yourself in a room full of riches. But there is one more treasure that the Gold Hoarders are keeping secret. And to uncover that treasure, you would need to find the medallions within the room under this time constraint. When you put these medallions into the puzzle table in the middle of the room, you can start to uncover the solution that then opens up a treasure door at the back which contains the more valuable stuff that the Gold Hoarders don't want you to get a hold of. So hoping with everything combined in the room, we've created ourselves like a high intensity in and out loot grab that our players or our crews are really going to enjoy. And we can't wait to see how much gold you can get for you and your crew. You can play these treasure vaults in the next Sea Thieves update. Hi, I'm Chris Davies, senior designer at Rare and I'm here to talk to you about Mysterious Notes. The world of Sea of Thieves has changed a lot over the past couple of years, and it can be hard to keep up with what's new. To help with this, as part of the latest update, we're introducing Mysterious Notes. Mysterious Notes are an immersive, in-world way for us to recommend new content and new experiences to pirates playing adventure. Whether we're bringing you a new world event, or some profitable voyage opportunities, a shift in world dynamics, or maybe a new arrival at the outpost, we'll be able to keep you up to date with all of these changes via personalized notes that you'll receive at the start of your session. And to find any mysterious notes in your possession, just open up your quest radial and you'll see the option to browse and select any mysterious notes that you want to read. We hope you enjoy this little quality of life improvement that we're bringing in the next Sea of Thieves update. Well, there you have it. That was the release that happened this week. 
um, from Sea of Thieves, the news uh, Twitter post that they do before they release any update. And our next update, Ancient Vaults, is coming on September 9th. And there's some stuff to unpack, but obviously we won't know much until the patch notes are released. Uh, we won't know all the details, of course. Um, we won't know what all things that are going into um, the update aside from the, the kind of teaser uh, we got with the news. So let's kind of unpack that a little bit here um, and, and talk about some things that myself, um, others, and, and in general, the entire community has been uh, uh, wanting for a while. And, and one of those, um, though simple, is the reduction of the um, title menus when you're entering um, a, a, an area of an island or, or a fort or something. Um, for as long as I've played the game, which admittedly has only been about a half a year, those title screens have always annoyed me. Um, they're really cool looking. Um, they, they, they are great as far as identifying where you are and, and cool, but they take up so much of the screen and, uh, the community has been pouring out requesting that these can be removed or that these can be reduced. Uh, removed for maybe the older players of the game who who know what islands um, are out there. For me, I know some of them, not all of them. Um, but for others, you know, um, it's, it's helpful to know what you're coming up on. You know, if you don't know the map, you don't know those kind of things. So having those title screens are important, but for those who already know the islands, not having them or reducing them would be very helpful. And it looks like we're going to get that. We're going to get an ability to take the absurdly large uh, title screens for the different islands and reduce them down to just a small thing in the top, kind of like a almost like a, a, a large Twitch sub notification or have them removed completely if you don't need uh, title screens for islands. And I think this is a really cool update. I, I can't wait to see how this works. I, I hope it, it functions um, as they showed in the video. You can check it out. Uh, twitter.com uh, slash sea of thieves or at sea of thieves if you want to check out the video yourself since obviously this is a podcast and you can't see what they were showing but i think this is something um that's really great for the game um it's it's a great thing because it shows that sea of thieves is listening to the community this is something that the community has been asking for streamers youtubers we've all been asking for it and it's it's finally coming true which is which is awesome it's giving us an ability to, to see that Rare is actually listening to our voices as players, as creators, um, as, as influencers, and we're getting um, some of the small things that we, that we ask for. I think this is great. It no longer hides your health bar. So if you're in battle and you get into a situation where you're entering an island, you can't see your health bar, you can't see your ammo. It really puts you at a disadvantage in a battle. Um, and in the arena, when you're in a smaller battlefield, and you have uh, islands, you know, scattered across the area, it, it kind of can sometimes really put you at a slight disadvantage in battle, um, not being able to see where your ammo is, not being able to see where your health is. So I think this is a great addition to the game. Um, I, I think this is this is really good. Um, it is not what we talked about in the last episode of being a fundamental piece of the game. Uh, server stability, still a slight issue, though I will say, um, since the last update uh, and since the last podcast, I have noticed that server um, latency seems to be at least a little bit better on my end. Uh, prior to the last update and, and when I was recording the last podcast, 
I was experiencing very high latency on servers uh, in my time zone. Um, just absurd latency. Like normally uh, a 60, uh, 50 to 70 ping feels pretty good. I was getting 150 to 200 ping just randomly and out of nowhere. So it does look like they have put some focus on that. Um, hit registration still obviously an issue. Uh, but these are things that they obviously said that, that they're working on, and we continue to see improvements in that. Um, I personally have, have completely abandoned the blunderbuss pretty much um, because of that, um, and I think they, they, will, they will fix that um, particular item. Um, but as far as listening to the community, this is something that the community has been asking for for a while, and it seems like we're getting it. Um, I will continue to preach that they need to work on the fundamentals, which again, server stability and the basic concept of the game, which is PVP. They need to get those things under control. Um, but also listening to your community, uh, maybe people who, you know, there's a large part of the community who don't take part in PVP. There's a large part of the community that, you know, server stability is great, but the latency and such, because they're only fighting skeletons or they're only fighting um, Ashen Lords or Megalodons, doesn't cause them that much pain. So, you know, for, for them, those items might not be top priority. So seeing that they're taking the feedback from the, the holistic, the larger picture of the community and implementing something um, is, is in, my point, uh, in my opinion, very, very good. Um, a lot of things um, that we can also see as far as money makers for, um, for Sea of Thieves, that is the premium cash shop. Um, obviously that is how they keep making money, uh, since it's not a subscription based game. Um, and you know, we've had cats for a while. We've had monkeys, we've had parrots, and now we get man's best friend. We get the dog, which a lot of people, um, have been wanting to have dogs and see if these for a while. Um, and now we're going to get them. Now they didn't really go into a lot of descriptions. They've kind of showed a, a medium sized fluffy dog on, on, uh, on the, uh, Gamescom interview. Uh, or the the Gamescom, the Gamescon IGN stream interview, uh, they showed kind of a white fluffy dog. In this one, they showed more of a slender uh, dog, kind of looks like uh, some sort of um, uh, Doberman um, style dog. Um, so I'm not sure what all types of dogs there are, but uh, if we can see what they kind of do with the parrots and the cats and the monkeys, we should get a variety of dogs, and I'm sure you will be able to find your best friend if you're a dog lover. Um, I, I'm not a, you know, I, I love all animals. I'm not a dog person. I don't have a dog as a pet. I, I doubt I will ever have a dog as a pet. But um, they're cute, um, and they definitely have different personalities uh, than the other pets from what I can see in the video. So I think this was a good addition. I think it should bring them in revenue, which, again, is great to, to keep the development going, keeping, uh, you know, servers maintained and stuff like that. I think that's a great, um, a great thing. Now, talking about revenue, I, I think... Uh, sea of Thieves missed an opportunity, and and to bring back something that happened a few months ago, and something I've been thinking about is that Steam release. Now, in order to keep a company alive, you have to be profitable. At the end of the day, um, we may not like microtransactions in 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 video games, but they're here to stay, and they're things that are going to continue to allow companies that that we love their games to develop. For, for Rare and for Sea of Thieves, it's about that premium cash shop. People buying and wanting the ship cosmetics, wanting the pets, wanting the emotes, uh, wanting the uh, weapon cosmetics. Whatever it may be, um, it is something that is keeping them 
profitable. Um, I think they missed, though, a huge opportunity in the Steam release. Um, they obviously, if you wanted to buy the Steam game, you had to pay money. I paid money because I love this game and I wanted to support them. And I also like the Steam platform as a, as a foundation uh, for my game library. Uh, what I think was missed here, though, was there are a lot of players on Xbox that originally purchased it on Xbox or purchased it with the um, Xbox Game Pass. And they didn't have an incentive to purchase it on Steam. Now, I was playing it on the Xbox Game Pass, and you might say, well, Davram, why did you buy it on Steam? Again, I wanted it in my library. I wanted the Steam achievements, what, whatever it may be. I, I, bottom of the line, I wanted to support the company and the game that I, I absolutely love. So that's why I purchased it. But for some people who may not have that as the motivating factor, I personally think since they are so focused on cosmetics and there is no pay to win in Sea of Thieves, I think they should have added a weapon or a clothing or better yet, a ship set um, for the Steam launch that if you bought it on Steam, you got that. So the only way you could get this particular limited edition cosmetic um, was to purchase it there. So I think that was a huge missed opportunity um, for Sea of Thieves since we're talking about this cash shop um, and the dogs, which I think will give them a nice bump in revenue. Um, but I think it was a huge missed opportunity not to attach something to, to, to Steam. Now, will this be something maybe they do in a future with a Steam sale or something like that? possibly i doubt it at this point because there are several steam users that would have then missed out on it so i don't know what they might do um, but i think that was a missed opportunity i hope that the dog launch goes really well i hope it brings them in a lot of revenue and they can use that revenue to continue to develop the game uh, that we love um so an another thing uh that a few newer players have mentioned to me and that is we don't know what's in the update and of course, I do this podcast for a variety of different reasons, and I've heard from people that they don't read the patch notes, they really don't uh, look into the update, and so they listen to the podcast to get my opinion on the update, get information on the update, or they tune into my stream to listen to me talk about the update. Um, they're adding a feature that's on top of their, the already very cluttered radial menu, the quest radial menu, that'll actually give you... Um, kind of a a in-game overview of of the update it'll give you points of interest to go talk to people or 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 pick up voyages or or talk about new events in a very in-game lore uh style like paper that you pull up in front of you and i think this is a great idea um i don't know about you but i've played games where uh right when you log in a big pop-up comes up in your face and you have to say well, here's the update. I can either close it or I can I can read it or, or whatever it is. And it's very intrusive in, in your face. And if you force someone to go to another website or you force someone to go into um, uh, like a Steam info or something like that, there's less and less of an opportunity that people will actually deep dive um, or look at what's coming up. And they'll just try to figure it out on themselves. With Sea of Thieves being a sandbox game and you control your own adventure and there's lots of different events and things to do out there on top of the normal PvP, this can be overwhelming. You know, one day you're sailing around the seas and you've got Megalodons, Krakens, and skeletal ships. 
And then the next day you come in here and all of a sudden you've got this flaming head in the sky that's shouting at you. You go over there, there's ghost ships and wraith balls and phantom balls and angry fiery ghosts and all this stuff and you have no idea what's going on uh that one day you log in and duke's standing at the bar the next day he's leaning against the fireplace and the next day he's sitting down who knows why duke keeps moving and what he has to offer or maybe you've just recently came back to the game and you're seeing these giant red tornadoes in the air and you're like what in the hell is that You're not going to go in and most likely read. You might watch a YouTube video. You might listen to a podcast. You might, uh, you know, uh, but a lot of people are just going to log into the game and just have no clue what's going on and probably feel overwhelmed and maybe even avoid said event because they don't know what it is. They don't know if if they're going to live. They don't know if their ship's going to be sunk. They don't know if the loot is worth it. So having something in-game where the player themselves can choose to read what they want to read They see a tornado up in the sky or they see a flame heart face in the sky. They can go open that radial button um, and and pull something up that is a reference to that and just give a quick read, couple lines, tells them what it is, tells them what it's about. I think this is a great implementation for Sea of Thieves and allows them to, to reach out to all the players out there and give them a quick overview of what's going on and what just entered this world that they call home so bravo to you guys um adding that in there i think it's a great uh great option now um they talked about um they they made a couple changes with the uh the single stick or they're making a couple changes with the single stick i don't play on controller but for those uh, friends of mine out there who do play on controller and more so um i i know at least one buddy of mine who does um, have a disability where he can only play with one hand. Um, this is a great, uh, again, addition, giving them, um, uh, those players, a more, um, robust way of, of controlling their character, interacting with the game and allowing them to play at the, the best they can. And at the ease of use that they can, so they can enjoy the game, just like everyone else out there can enjoy the game. So again, this isn't a setting that I'm going to dive into. This isn't a setting that I'm going to look at because it doesn't um, um, deal with me. But I I'm, would love to hear back from from my friends who do use controllers, from my friends who 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 can only use the one stick or prefer to use the one stick. And be anxious to see what they think of this and, and the expansion of this. Uh, maybe in the future we'll talk to one of them um, on here and see how they like the game playing it the way they play it and playing the way they have to play it. Um, I, I know for a fact that they enjoy the game and they're way better at some aspects of the game than I am. Um, so clearly, whatever the disability is they have, this game has not slowed them down and the more accessibility options that are presented to them give them more and more ability to to play the game and enjoy the game and be competitive at the game uh, that we all love. The last thing that we talked about in this uh, this quick uh, three minute or so um, clip is the is the new I guess I, I guess I would call it a new event or I they're calling it a voyage so I assume you you buy it and you get it get it on the map kind of like when Flameheart came out and you could buy the ghost ship voyages um, from the Order of Souls I assume this is going to be an added voyage that you can purchase from Duke or you can purchase from the Gold Hoarder or something along those lines. Um, And that is what the name of this update comes from, the Ancient Vaults. 
And the idea of this, as you heard, um, was talked about, is there are going to be treasure vaults around the world. I'm assuming based on what we saw in the video. Again, check it out um, on Twitter, uh, at Sea of Thieves on Twitter. You can see what I'm talking about. But the treasure vaults are going to be a lot like what the Shores of Gold treasure uh, vaults were, only maybe slightly different. They've got the, um, the turnkey locks for the main vault in the back. You put the key in that you've done your voyage on to, to open the vault um, to get your first line of treasure. And then a timer starts. I assume they're going to have the water raising inside. Um, you've put these three medallions in the altar. If you complete those three medallions in the altar, you get the combination to the main vault door, which opens to some really special, cool-looking chest that the gold hoarders are trying to keep you away from. Now, the idea of this voyage is twofold. It, it makes the pirate take a choice. The voyage itself, or how it expl it's explained um, um, by the developers, is the voyage is actually for the key to this vault. And you're supposed to return the key to the gold hoarder. Now, you can do that um, per the developers, or you can be a turncoat pirate like we all love to do, and we can use that key ourselves, open the vault, solve the puzzle, and take all the gold hoarder's treasure that they've been hoarding away. But in Sea of Thieves, everything that we do has a consequence, whether it be positive or whether it be negative. Throughout the entire lore of this game, throughout the tall tales and everything, we learn, just like in real life, that our choices have consequences. Some may be good, some may be bad, but they always have consequences. We defeated the Gold Hoarder at the Shores of Gold. However... The pirate lord said that's not going to be the last we hear of him. And the developers themselves have tweeted out that the gold hoarder is back. We don't know where he is. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know anything about him aside from he's back. He is somewhere. Um, and, and Sea of Thieves always loves to do this with, with the lore is pulling a character out of the lore books or pulling a character from our past and and kind of hinting at their return or hinting that they're out there, but we don't know where or what they're doing. Um, so my guess is whatever we're doing here with the gold hoarders uh, in these new voyages, we're making a choice. If we're returning those keys to the gold hoarders, we're obviously helping them. If we're taking their treasure, we're obviously turned against them. So I'm curious to see what type of reward we get for returning the key versus what type of a reward we get from just entering the vault versus the type of reward we get for solving the vault and getting everything. I'm anxious to see what that plunder looks like. What gives us the most value? I would assume, uh, just based on basic commerce and basic intelligence, was you get the key back, you get a nice handsome sum of money from the gold hoarders. You break into their vault and you steal everything, you're going to get a much bigger chunk because they're not going to pay you more than what the vault is worth for the key. So I'm anxious to see what that is. And furthermore, where do we sell that? We can't take their precious gold chests that they are trying to protect and, and keep safe. I don't think we can sell those back to them. So the question is, where is that going to be sold to? Is it going to be Reapers? Or is it going to be some other person or faction? Maybe maybe the uh, Bildrats. Maybe Umbra. Maybe who knows where this is going to go. Maybe there's going to be a new kind of turncoat 
uh, Gold Hoarder that we're selling it to, or or maybe we start to sell it to Flameheart. Who knows? None of this was talked about, but I'm just my my mind is going crazy right now, trying to think about this game is based though it's mystical, though it's magical, though it's it's far fetched from reality. This game is ultimately based on the piracy of the Caribbean, um, you know, back in the day. So just thinking about how that operated, you know, if you're sent out as someone to go on a voyage, you're going to get paid by that person. But whatever you're bringing back or whatever you're stealing or whatever is worth more than what you're getting paid because no one's going to pay you the same, if not more, for what you're going after because they're most likely going to turn around and resell it. More so, if you're being paid by the crown or the, the, the king or the queen or a certain guild or faction, they aren't going to want to accept the treasure you just stole from them back at a certain price. They're not going to want that. They're not going to want to pay for the treasure you stole from them. Um, that's some really fucked up style of ransom. They already own it, and they're paying for you to bring them the key so they can keep control of it. If you steal it from them and you have all that stuff, they're not going to want to buy it back from you. They're probably going to kill you and take it from you. Um, so I'm very curious on how they're going to implement this and, and kind of the faction wars, or maybe it's sold to the Merchant Alliance. I don't know. Maybe it's given to the older order of souls. I, I have no idea. What I can say is this looks kind of fun to do, and for those pirates out there like myself, or or for the pirates out there who enjoy hiding and sneaking, um, or as people call it, tucking, um, this, I think, is a huge opportunity for those player bases wanting another opportunity that's not just Fort of the Damned or not just a normal fort to tuck on an island, to tuck on a ship, wait for someone to solve the puzzles, and then steal all the loot from them, being very, very piratey, very secretive. So I'm anxious to see what these new voyages bring to us. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what these new voyages bring to us. Um, I was expecting a tall tale. Um, and I still think we're leading up to a tall tale. And the reason I say that is there was no mention of Flameheart. Right? Our, our tall tale storyline arc right now is talking about Flameheart. We've got his generals coming back. We've got little bits of lore laying around the, the seas about Grimm and Chi and Ruth. And we've got Flameheart still up in the sky talking shit. And this update didn't mention Flameheart at all. Now, that's not to say it's not going to be here. That doesn't say there's not going to be a little more hint at it. Doesn't say anything that, that Flameheart is just going to be disappearing from our lives. But it seems like this is a fork in the road right now in the development of the storyline in that we've got this war against Flameheart that has been kicked off and is now raging with his generals returning. And now we've got this other gold hoarder thing going on where we're trying to find these ancient vaults and find the treasure of the gold hoarder um, throughout the Sea of Thieves. Because obviously the defeat at uh, at the Shores of Gold was something that the Gold Hoarders didn't want to see because, well, there's a lot of loot in that, that room. But it's not all the loot. Think about all the chests that are sold to that faction every single day. <coughs> Excuse me. Think about all those chests. All those 
pee jars, all those butt plugs, all those little knickknacks and paddywhacks that we sell to the gold hoarders every single day. It was a large treasure room that we killed the gold hoarder in. But if we think about how long Ramsey had sat on that throne with all that gold around him, couldn't have been all of it. Because during that time, we had pirates selling those chests and more gold to the gold hoarders themselves. So it definitely plays into the story of where else is this gold hiding? Why isn't it safe anymore? It's been safe all this time. Why is it not safe now? Maybe this plays into the role of, of, of the story with Flameheart, where he needs money. You know, he's got the power of ghosts and he's got the power of the of the the Dead Sea on his side. But he's trying to conquer a living world, not the dead world. He already has control, clearly, of the dead world. He's trying to conquer the living world. If you know about anything about the living world at this time, it was driven by gold. So where is the gold hoarder? Who's he working for? Is he working for anyone? The gold hoarder is looking to to take over and be the, the richest son of a bitch out there. He's looking to take over. Flameheart's looking to take over. Flameheart wants to control the seas in this conquest of, of, his, of his. The gold hoarder just wants to control all the money. Seems like a pretty good partnership to me. One person wants the glory, the other person pays for it and reaps the benefits of all the gold. Now these are just speculations, but again, seeing that we have been Flameheart, 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 Flameheart for all these updates, and now all of a sudden in the news, we're not talking about Flameheart, we're talking about Gold Hoarder. So very very interesting kind of fork in the road here, and I'm anxious to see what is down this Gold Hoarder path. And how these two forks are going to converge in this storyline, either together or polar opposites of this war. Very anxious to see um, how that plays out. But I'm also excited that we've got some new type of mission, not only that we can steal, uh, but that players like me who enjoy both PvP and PvE, that we can do. I mean, if there's going to be vaults all over the world, that's a lot of different vaults and a lot of different puzzles and a hell of a lot of treasure for me to go get and um, and to explore more and more of the islands and see what, what is new out there. The other thing with this Gold Hoarder, Flameheart, Wanda, Stitcher, Jim, orgy of lore, I would be anxious to see if we see another upgrade to the Reaper's hideout with this update. Now, I can honestly say I have no idea. Uh, I am an insider, but I have not played the insider um, update probably for a month and a half um, now. Not to mention I couldn't talk about it if I did. But this is, again, pure speculation. I would be anxious to see if the fortress that is being built in the middle of the Sea of Thieves at Reaper's hideout, I would be anxious to see if that fort gets an upgrade this update or next update or an update after that, and maybe the mysterious uh, or the not the mysterious stranger, the uh, the Reaper or Wanda or someone is working with the gold hoarders to fund the building of this fortress. 
you have multiple fortifications around Reaper's hideout, and this would be a central point. <coughs> Excuse me. A central <coughs> fortress in the middle of the Sea of Thieves. I was on stream the other day talking about military and naval strategy with some of my community members. Well, I won't call them community members. I will say they were people who were a little salty that I beat them in the arena because they didn't know strategy and they didn't know how to sail, um, which I think in a future episode of the podcast, I think we're going to talk about tips and tricks on sailing and combat and, and playing this game. But they were a little bit salty because I outmaneuvered them, I outcaptained them, and we ultimately won. And that came down to tactics. But if we look at the, the, the holistic world of Sea of Thieves, Reaper's Hideout, Fort of the Damned, the Sea Dog Arena, they are right directly in the center of this world. And clearly we know at the Fort of the Damned, Grey Marrow is a ghost. He came back from the Sea of the Damned to be at the Fort of the Damned. We summon him back. And then we've got the Reaper's hideout all cloaked in, in this fog now and, and all the glowing bits and pieces of the magical Reaper's chest that Wanda had us get. And now their fortress is starting to build. Seems like a pretty good place. Fort of the Damned being one of the connections between the living and the dead. And Reaper's hideout being real close to that. Building a fortress surrounded by fortresses. Seems like a great place to launch an attack um, on the world. But we're also talking about, quote-unquote, the living world, right? We're talking about an actual fort, the Fort of the Damned. It's an actual physical fort. We're talking about Reaper's Hideout that, though, has gotten an upgrade, is nowhere near to be a fortress that could not be easily overtaken by the Pirate Lord and his fleet, or a fleet of ships, or just, you know, an army of pirates or an army of people. Um, uh, attacking it. Its fortifications are broken. That requires money. That requires money in order to build. So, again, there's a lot of speculation that we can do, and I'm sure there will be a lot of speculation the closer we get to this update in a few days. And, and after the update and what we see in the story, I'm sure there will be a lot more speculation, and maybe the speculation that I have might change. But there's a lot of things that we can now think about and enjoy and, 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 and hypothesize and talk about as players of this game that all revolve around where's the gold hoarder? Why are we tracking down all this, all these vaults? Why aren't we dealing with Flameheart right now? Where is all this gold going if we're taking it out of the vaults? There's a lot of questions that can be answered and can be speculated about um, just by looking um, at, at this very simple couple-minute video when they, when they start talking about it. Now, the disappointing part about this voyage is same shit, different seasoning. Same steak, different seasoning. Same chicken, cooked differently. We've already seen treasure vaults and vaults like this through the Tall Tale series, where you find a key, you got a you got a mission for a key, you take the key, you put it on a little rock pedal stool, it opens the the door, you start a puzzle where you have to put medallions in, you have to solve 
uh, um, a turnkey style um, lock system to get to the main treasure in the back. We've seen it since the very first Tall Tale, the Shroud Breaker. And we see it resurface several times, including in the Shores of Gold. Now, again, these are all the, the Shroud Breaker to the Shores of Gold. Those are all Gold Hoarder locking mechanisms to, the, to vaults and, and things like that. But we've seen it before. And though this one in the video looks very different as far as the code combinations and the treasure you get. And in the other ones, you don't get treasure in the first uh, first puzzle room. You just get treasure that's behind the door. But I didn't see anything new. I didn't see anything interesting. Ghost ships were interesting. Those were interesting. Flameheart fleets were interesting. The Ashen Lords were interesting. We got a new boss type that has all new abilities that we haven't seen from bosses, right? The Fort bosses do the exact same thing as Grey Marrow. Grey Marrow was a new boss. The Gold Order does the exact same thing as all the skeletal bosses. But these Ashen Lords had new moves, right? It was a different meal served to us. Flameheart was a completely different meal served to us. But these treasure vaults, just from what I saw in the in the um, the video, of which again I'm very excited to to play. It's the same meal. It's the same style of vaults. It's the same style of voyage where we're trying to track down a key, open a vault, get in the vault, solve the vault puzzle, get in the back thing, get the nice piece of loot, and make money off of it. I, I just wished that, and again, maybe once we see the update and maybe once we get into the update, we will learn that this is a different meal and that they did take a new spin on it and that it is going to be different. And if that's the case, well, guess what? Slap me in the face and call me Sally. I was wrong. But it doesn't look like I'm going to be wrong. It looks like it's going to be the same meal that we've been served since the Shroud Breaker. The same exact thing that we've been doing for years when it comes to these treasure vaults. And I think with the, in, uh, with the innovative thought and the innovative ideas of the Flameheart fleets and the Ghost fleets and the, and the Ashen Lords, I feel like Sea of Thieves was turning over a new page and giving us something new and exciting. And though it was a boss... And though it was a, another type of ship on the water, it was different than what we had seen before. And that was exciting to me. And that drove me to want to do these events. And that drove me to want to steal these events because it was new. It was fresh. It was exciting. It wasn't the same shit served on a different plate. This feels like the same shit served on a different plate. And that's kind of, that kind of bums me out a little bit. Uh, will I still do it? Absolutely. Will I still have fun doing it? Absolutely. Will I enjoy all the new accommodations that I have to complete because of it? Absolutely. That's the type of player I am. But I just feel like with the innovative thought that they've given with Flameheart and with the Ashen Lords, that a little bit more innovative thought could have went into this, and it wasn't at least provided to us by same shit, different day. Same shit, different plate. Same steak, different seasoning. But what I what I really would like to see as the part where slap me in the face and call me Sally is different is the choice mechanism that I offered. Now, 
their system, their faction system that they have, it counts up, right? It counts from, you know, from one to 75 for gold hoarders. That's the reputation you have with them. It's not like a game, like a Star Wars game, where you have choices. Where if you kill someone, you become more dark side. Or if you save someone, you become more light side. Or if you kind of just let the world go as it is, you stay kind of in the middle. And you can use different powers based on that. If you've played a Star Wars game, most of them in the past 10 years has a system like that. And it's a really cool system. Sea of Thieves does not have a choice system. You turn in a chest at the gold hoarder, and they give you faction. You turn in a crate of spices to the merchant alliance. They give you faction. You turn in a skull to the order of souls. They give you faction. You turn in a chest of legend to the mysterious stranger. They give you faction. You turn in fish, whatever it is, you get faction. But there's no choice. The only choice that we have is do we sell it to the people that ask us to do it or do we sell it to the reapers but our decision in doing that there's no instantaneously consequence to it if we sell a gold hoarder voyage chests to the reaper we get reaper faction it's a positive the gold hoarders don't like us any less even though they gave us the location of the treasure and we took it that we were supposed to sell to them and give them the gold. Instead of that, we sold it to the Reapers. That's a choice that we make in the game. But there's no consequence to that choice. It's positive or positive. I give it to the Gold Hoarders, I get Gold Hoarder Faction. I give it to the Reapers, I give it Reaper Faction. But now, in the voyage itself, we have a choice. Bring the key back or steal the loot ourselves. Now, are they going to put a choice system, a light side versus dark side system in there or a, or a faction decrease, increase style? I don't know. But this is another opportunity for them to build upon their reputation system and actually make choices matter. Right? This is a sandbox game where you can choose to PvE or PvP. PvP is always going to be there, but you can choose to engage in it or not, or outsail the other people and run away. That's always your choice. In a sandbox game, the game is left open to the player's choice to choose how to write their own story. But wouldn't it be cool if the game actually had consequences to the choices you make? If you get a Merchant Alliance um, cargo quest and you get all these plants and all these bottles and all these, you know, uh, exotic fabrics on your boat and you sell them to Reapers, what's the consequence? The Merchant Alliance is going to know, hey, we sent you out to deliver these and you never returned. It never made it to its destination. What's the consequence? Now the gold hoarder is actually sending you out on a voyage to get a key. If we don't return that key, what's the consequence? Maybe it's a lore consequence that'll happen. Maybe not. I would love to see an individual pirate consequence where you actually have to think, do I want to betray the people that are sending me on this voyage? 
or not. Rare always said that this was a 10-year game. There are so many things they could do. What about wanted posters? What about, think of this. Think of this. Think of this. You betray the gold hoarders by, by using the key and taking all their loot and selling it to, to another faction. The gold hoarders then have a bounty on your head. And maybe there's a, a bout, like, maybe that bounty is attached to your Xbox account. And for, for a day, seven days, whatever it is, a week, if you're out there and there's PVP that goes on and you're killed, something pops up and it says, you've completed the bounty for Captain Ivar Blood, or you've completed the bounty for Captain Joe Damage. Here's 10,000 gold because you defeated this person and now you've got money. Now, with the massive player base out there, it would be hard for a system to, it would be hard for the system to identify all the players that betrayed the gold hoarders in this voyage. Unless, unless, in the end, if a player with a bounty on their head has a like they have a, like a, a drawing like a, a artist rendition of the pirate which I'm sure software can do that I mean hell we've got Instagram filters that can make you look like a baby I'm pretty sure there's a simple software that could be put in the game where it takes a, a a look at your pirate they already know what your pirate looks like every time you log into server select take a picture of your pirate and put it on a wanted poster and if you log in it's just like checking emissary tables. You check emissary tables for the little boats. Well, check a, a bounty board. There could only be a maximum of 24 players on a server at any, any given time. Have a bounty board on the outside of the inn where you can click on it, and it opens up, and you see the faces of the pirates who have a bounty from the gold hoarder on there. It now adds another element of PvP and consequence. I chose to, to go against the gold hoarder, so now my face shows up on every server that I log into in the inn in a picture, and now I'm going to have hunters after me, and if they kill me, they get 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 gold, whatever it may be, for seven days, or for five days, or for three days, or for a day, whatever it may be, <laughs> whatever server you're on, if you betrayed the gold order, your face is on the bounty board. <clears throat> and now we're encouraging. PVP. We're encouraging people to go out and hunt other pirates, and we're encouraging the core of the game. You stole from the gold hoarder. Now, your consequence is you're a wanted man. This goes right back to history where, where, where we've got wanted posters on the wall. Captain Jack Sparrow wanted for piracy by the East India Trading Company. Whatever it may be. God, that would be so cool. It would drive people to PvP, maybe learn PvP more. If they have the opportunity to do a voyage that might take them a couple hours and get a thousand gold, 
Or they've got a voyage where they sail around and find a pirate for a couple hours that gives them 20,000 gold. They might choose to go after the bounty. And then for players who don't like PvP, now they have a choice to make that's an actual impactful choice in the game that affects them playing. Not affects them playing, they can still go out and do other things, but it impacts other players hunting them. Do they want to turn that key in like they're supposed to and be a good privateer? Or do they want to be a pirate and steal all that stuff? But guess what? When you're a pirate, you're marked as a pirate and people are going to come after you for that bounty. I don't know if that's what we're going to see. I don't know if that could be a future thing that they add to the game. But right now, if we make a choice to take a voyage and sell the stuff to, a, to some other faction, Reapers is the only option we have, and not to the faction who gave us the voyage, gave us the mission, hired us as privateers, there should be a consequence for that. Not all positive. Yay, I got Reaper faction. Well, what happened to your Merchant Alliance faction? Because you just stole a whole bunch of shit from them. Yay, I got Gold Hoarder faction. Well, huh? You just stole, you just took a whole bunch of mermaid gems that you got on a Merchant Alliance mission, which is their plunder, and you sold it to this guy. Merchant Alliance is going to be pissed. Now we're actually opening ancient treasure vaults from the Gold Hoarder. This is their cash cow. This is their life's work to hoard all the gold. It's in their name. You can return that key so they can keep their vault secure and keep their wealth. Or you can betray them and steal all of it. I don't know about you, but if someone broke into my bank and stole all my money, I'm not just going to be like, yes, sir, would you like another job? I'm going to be like, someone go kill him. Someone go imprison him. Someone get my fucking money back. And I think this is a great opportunity for the game to start evolving and taking that sandboxy feel to the next level where your choices actually matter. Your choices actually impact the story of your pirate. Your choices actually change how different factions work with you and how different factions view you and maybe what different factions will allow you to do. Maybe if you piss off the Gold Hoarder enough, you get zero Gold Hoarder uh, missions for a while. Who knows? But in a sandbox world where you can choose to do whatever you want, adding some sort of consequence where a choice actually matters, where you have to dive into your character and say, what would my character do? Would he steal? Or would he be a good privateer? And it allows people who enjoy role-playing, and it allows people who enjoy lore, and allows people who want to get immersed into the game and into the story, and now allows them to, to think about their actions and how that impacts their gameplay and how it impacts the world around them. So just some thoughts about that. I think the voyages are going to be fun. I think they're going to be a nice new addition to the game another thing that you can do another thing that you can steal um but i i think we are on the cusp we are on the edge with sea of thieves something i think is bigger 
something that I think is is something games haven't necessarily done. Maybe in single player games, where it's kind of a choose your own story, where you make a choice and it it changes, you know, guides you in a different world, a different way. But it starts to introduce this the idea of factions, like back in the days of EverQuest, where if you killed a a particular person or or character of interest that one group liked, you would lose faction with that group and gain faction with another. To a point where if you got faction low enough with one group, they would attack you on sight because you were a wanted criminal. You were a wanted murderer. I think if we look at the history that Sea of Thieves is built around, the real-life history of piracy in the Caribbean, these wanted posters, or this idea of consequence based on your actions as a privateer or as a pirate. I think this goes a long way to take this game to the next level. And, and, and if we're talking about Shrek and onions, the next layer of the onion that can make this game just jump leaps and bounds and excite players that have played this game for a long time, entice new players who have kind of sat on the, the sidelines and not sure if they want to play this game, or for, for new actual players who are playing this game and they introduce something like this and this game just gets that much cooler and it holds them on longer. But I think Rare is at a, as a, as a, as a point right now that they can really take this game to the next level by introducing some sort of choice system, a betray system, something like that in there where your actions and your choices are meaningful and change the world and how the world interacts with you. But not just the NPC world. It's a sandbox game, multiplayer, massive multiplayer game. Make the choice system impact how the other players interact with you. Like a wanted board, like I mentioned. That would be so cool. So cool. Other players hunting you down because you betrayed the gold hoarders and they're not going to betray them because they want the riches. But wow, fascinating. I'm anxious to see what they do and is this going to lead us to something? I'm still I'm still calling it. I think we'll get another tall tale or two before year's end. It's only just now September. I think we'll get another tall tale or so. I'm anxious to see how this update with the vaults leads us to where the gold hoarder is, what he's doing right now after we defeated him at the shores of gold, because we know he's back. We just don't know where and what he is doing. I'm anxious to see how this plays into the Flameheart story that we've got going on. Flameheart's still in the sky. His, his ashen lords are still out there. How is this going to play into that? Will we see something that wasn't mentioned in the news update that deals with Flameheart and continues that story? Or will this be an update where we don't hear anything from Flameheart? Nothing new. Maybe a bit or two of lore laying around the world or or someone to talk to. But all I can say is I'm anxious to read the patch notes. I'm anxious to play this update because I want to see what else they're giving us. Obviously, these these announcements that they make are supposed to be flashy and pretty and nice to draw us in. Puppy dogs and a new voyage and, and 
changes to the to the screen and this and that and they're pretty and yay things we've been asking for but when we get down to the 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 grindstone will any more of the pressing critical issues of the game be resolved will they talk more about that you know i'm anxious to see what it is and we're going to see what it is in the next couple of days again september 9th the one of the ancient vaults launches for sea of thieves also they mentioned that they're doing a special event right now uh, i think we mentioned it on the last uh, podcast the summer event is going on right now a lot of cool cosmetics both for your pirate <clears throat> um such as shoes and weapons and and emotes and titles um also there's a at least for the next couple days a shark week going on right now where you can kill megalodons and get it get um some free boat cosmetics which will look really cool i anticipate we'll see that boat go on the uh premiere or the the premium cash shop uh with this update on the 9th i feel like we're going to see that because they did mention that this is only part of the ship set and the rest will be on the uh the emporium once that launches but you can get the hull the figurehead, the sails, and the flag right now for free by killing a couple megs out there, doing a couple other things. So uh, if that's something you're interested in, the days are ticking away. You're almost out of time for that. Uh, I think it ends uh, just around the time or right before the time of the new update. So make sure you go to the Sea of Thieves event hub on their website to check out how much longer you have on that and what you have to accomplish. Um, And then also they have mentioned, and I'm anxious to see what they do for this, Talk Like a Pirate Day is... September 19th, I believe they said. Um, so make sure you check that out because Sea of Thieves always does cool events uh, for different things. Maybe there's cosmetics, maybe there's titles, maybe there's something that they're going to get a- give away. But as someone who loves this game and loves cosmetics on their character, you don't want to miss out on limited edition stuff because one, it usually doesn't come back for a long time or two, it costs a lot of money um, if you get a hold of it later. So Make sure you check out these events, check it out, um, and make sure you you get whatever cosmetics you can, uh, because like I said, you don't want to have to spend an arm and a leg for something that 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 you want later, that you could have got for free um, earlier. But guys, thank you very much for tuning in uh, to this episode of Pirate Talk Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. You can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube, Davram TV. You can also check me out Thursday through Monday, starting at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch tv slash TV. guys thank you very much your listening means a whole deal uh, of a lot to me if you would like to support me in this broadcast patreon.com slash tv or sub with your amazon prime at twitch.tv slash tv guys take care of yourselves and each other and we'll see you next time on pirate talk radio